The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DiPietro Show. Good everyone on this uh, day after, folks. It is, well, actually, it's still going on as we speak. Biden urges, urges patience, final votes are tallied. Right now, it is still uh, 238 to 213. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can listen as well on the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Kay's. Stop in, you know, uh, you can uh, see some friends, recant the election from last night. Stop in at Kay's right there on Cass Avenue across from CBS. And I also want to make mention of uh, this portion of the program on the website is brought to you by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems, building security, residential commercial car keys, security cameras. Folks, uh, it's so important. Stop in or call them, excuse me, online, 401-349-0042 and online at allstatelock.com. Well, I want to bring you uh, the latest. We're going to bring you up to speed on both some of the Rhode Island news, also the local news. Congratulations to uh, Mayor uh, Baldelli Hunt, who was reelected. John Breen ran a very uh, spirited race, but came up short. Ken Hopkins is the new mayor in Cranston. Warwick is the big shock with the um, also with the election of the new mayor, an outside challenger, Pacosi, taking the um, the winner in in the city of Warwick. And then last hour, if you missed it, we interviewed Barbara Ann Fenton Fung. She is now the giant killer. She took out Nick Mattiello. Speaker Nick Mattiello goes down in defeat. Folks, you can only, you know, have so many lives. But he is uh, conceded. He is out. Still a lot of questions on exactly what happened with the whole situation last night where President Trump was was leading for m- most of the night. And that yet they conceded to Biden very, very early in, in the race, which... Um, I still don't understand. I want to play a little bit. I thought President Trump was was terrific last night at the State House. I want to bring up to speed. Georgia Secretary of State says they expect a final count today. So we're going to, but I, I do want to um, reach out to, we have a listener who I was speaking to earlier, Angela, who is just so upset. And I want to get a chance and see if she'll uh, chat with us a little bit on this Wednesday. And we'll kind of continue to follow folks. I know. Uh, this uh, all right. There she is, folks. Joining us is right now is Angela from Pawtucket. Good afternoon, Angela. Hey, John. How are you? Well, I'm just like you, hey, uh, everyone's you very upset. It's not easy, and I want to hear some of your thoughts on this day after, and just where you think things stand with the president. Um, well, I, I'm disgusted, number one, because clearly, how do they stop counting votes? And the president is ahead by a very, very large margin. And then all of a sudden we wake up and there's not one vote for the president, but a hundred and I think 36,000 for Joe Biden. So all of these un- unanswered that's going on, it, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it just doesn't. How does... Donald Trump go from two million two hundred thousand 
9.02, and then all of a sudden, Joe Biden, overnight, gets a 2.130. Uh, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. At all. It's disgusting. She and then you're seeing pictures, which, you know, Go ahead. you can't use them. You can't use them because you're not the actual person that took them. Right. But they are around in videos of people that are working the polls in PA and saying they're throwing away anything with Trump's name on it. Now, think of that, Angela. You saw that video. They're throwing away any ballot that says the president's name on it in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's disgusting. And pictures and the girl tried to take down her post, which she did, but it was too late because other people already saw it and screenshotted it. And tell and everyone exactly. Stated, t- anything from, that she sees from President Trump is going into the garbage. I think that, that is complete fraud, Angela. Rhode Island. Trump was winning Rhode Island. How all of a sudden does it go into Biden's favor? These are all the questions. It doesn't make sense. Who went and voted to change the name in the state because I know we were winning that it was rejected then all of a sudden it was approved and then they're saying that all of a sudden they found 24,000 mail ballots and that they decided to change the state name how do you find 24 I don't believe that I don't believe that they found 24,000 mail ballots and of the one Nelly go be in the board of elections saying oh we had 150,000 mail ballots I, 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 who's, people need to go through those mail ballots because I don't think that they're legit, Angela. Of course not. No. The only good outcome is Mattiello. That's or, right. That's the only good outcome. Now, the other thing other is. Other than that, it's all a sham. At, at 10 How minutes. How did over 100 and some odd thousand votes for Biden last night? Yep. How? Now, listen to this. And not one for Trump? At, Come on. At 810. The uh, Associated Press said a Rhode Island state official told them that Biden won Rhode Island. At midnight, President Trump was still leading. Who told the Associated Press at 10 minutes past eight that Biden won Rhode Island? How is that possible? Exactly. How did they know that? And then why would who somebody told them that they didn't just make that up? The Associated Press they don't go with something unless it's nailed down and they have an official. They're not going to put themselves in that situation. So my question that still remains unanswered is who told the Associated Press? Because even CNN wasn't calling Rhode Island for for Biden. But someone nope. wanted to get it out right away that Biden had won Rhode Island at 10 minutes past. State at midnight last night, President Trump was still ahead. In Rhode Island, and I was texting with someone with the, the Trump campaign, and they were like, "Like, is this real? It's looking good. Like, Just what exactly is going on?" Want to do a speech saying that he's he won. Yes. Last night, how does that happen? How does he sit there and go on? And how is it that Trump can hold all these rallies? They even said it on quite a few news channels. Yep. Even CNN went and said it <clears throat> that the conditions that people. They've never seen anything like it. That's right. These Trump rallies. Yep. Well, Sleepy Joe was hiding in his basement. That's right. Not doing a thing. How is that even possible? It's not.
tried, Angela. You know, and Donna Perry also raised a very good point that all of a sudden, all the networks, as if on script, were saying, Vice President Biden coming up is going to address the nation. And she raised a good point. That That's something that you would say when the president is going to address the nation. It should have just said that Vice President Biden was going to issue a statement or he was going to say something in public. But all of yep. them said... CNN, MSNBC, all the networks said he's going to address the nation. Now that, I'm telling you, Angela, that's like on cue. They all went to the script. At this time, let's all say he's going to address the nation. And that gives you, I was watching on social media, people saying, address the nation. Does that mean Biden won? I mean, that was all, that was not, Angela, that was not an accident last night. No, no. This is rotten what they're doing to our president. They didn't even know that he was going to do that. No, no. They were saying that. Uh, People from Biden's campaign, they were scrambling. They didn't even know what was going on, they said. This is so unfair of what the president, listen, he won on election day. All of these, oh, we found some mail ballots. Oh, we found, stop telling me you found ballots. And I know and void. End of story. Yes. Here's the other thing. Cicilline, got, he's saying he got his biggest victory ever at 70%. I, I don't believe that. They're, they're playing with no. the mail ballots no. in Providence. That's what's going on. Yeah. And Nellie no, Gobia, Angela, you know, she mailed out. Did you did you request a mail ballot application? Why were they sending all these mail ballot applications everywhere? I didn't, I didn't request one, but I got one in the mail. But I'll tell you what. Uh-uh. I live in East Providence. And the line that I stood in at the city hall, <laughs> I didn't even care. Freezing. Yep. He didn't care. And I was there. I was not. And I even said, why did I get this in the mail? I didn't request this. Mm. I mean, I you. I didn't request it at all. You had people voting twice. You had, in this business, oh, oh, we got 150,000 mail ballots. I, I don't, if you got that, then who were all the people in line early voting? Plus, yesterday was very busy at the polls. Where are they coming up with this 150,000 in mail ballots? And suddenly, they changed the state name. Biden wins, yep. and Cicilline has his biggest vote total ever. I don't believe any of it. I don't. I don't. No. I'm telling you, no. Angela. I know. Right now. Oh. I'm not sure. They're doing a recount right now. Okay. All right. So, well, listen. I will talk to you later on, now. but stay on it. You're on the case, though. I All like right. that you found that I thought. Will. All right, Angela. All right, folks. There it is. And again, good afternoon. Everyone is uh, is just frustrated by this. And exactly what happened, we don't know. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, I'll play some more. I'm going to play some more sound. Um, they, they counted it out <clears throat> last night. The pollsters again. Right now, it's a 117 on this Wednesday. And right now, Trump campaign is going to ask for a recount in Wisconsin. And they need one. They absolutely need one because they're barely behind in Wisconsin. 49.6 to 48.9. So uh, less than a point in Wisconsin. Think of that. This is cruel what they're doing to the president, folks. Absolutely cruel. President Trump surged. He won on Election Day. That's what happened. He won on Election Day. Everything else, I don't believe the Rhode Island vote totals. All <clears throat> All right, I'm seeing some information. A veteran state rep tells me House Democrats are going to meet Thursday, 6 o'clock at Crown Plaza as they prepare to select a uh, new speaker. So it sounds like Joe Sakachi will be the new speaker. Um, 
Let's see. Mayor Solomon lost in Warwick. That's a, that, that really is a big upset by Frank Bacosi. But that's Solomon, folks. He was like, talk about checked out completely. Um, and Susan Collins did win. Oh, thank God for that. I, I'm, I'm still just trying to go through. Um, th- that That is, is not true. I, I don't believe the state name change. I don't, that it won by 23,000 votes because it, it's all the mail ballots in Providence. But then um, Susan Collins, I'm glad she got reelected. That's rotten what they've done for her just because of her support for, for Brett Kavanaugh, for Justice Kavanaugh. I thought President Trump was great last night. How about James Carville? Let me play a little bit. How has that changed, if at all? Because we see a really big advantage for the Democrats with the early vote and the mail-in. We don't know how many of those mail-ins are going to be counted, how many are going to be thrown out into different states. And we don't know how many might be stopped by court decisions to come. And the Republicans, by all counts, have a real advantage with Election Day voting. First of all, we're going to know the winner of this election by 10 o'clock tomorrow Wrong. By what time? Probably. I think you're doing is just unnecessarily scaring people and making them unnecessarily nervous. Wrong. But that this event, guy yeah, is such a clown. Right. That event in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is a state if he loses, I don't have to wait on Pennsylvania to lose in North Carolina. He's going to lose. But he didn't. And that was like, that event was literally insane. That you're in Eastern North Carolina in a state that you got to win, and you're talking about... Carville was wrong. They were absolutely wrong. Here's the president last night at the uh, White House. 76,000 votes with almost nothing left. And all of a sudden, everything just stopped. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. That's right. We were getting ready to win this election. Yep. Frankly, we did win this election. That's right. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. Yep. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at 4 o'clock in the morning and add them to the list. Okay? It's, it's a very sad, it's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment. And we will win this. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it. So I just want to thank you. Folks, he was... Uh Terrific last night, <clears throat> and um, it, it, you know, if anything, last night it was so good to see them all scrambling because they were so thrown by the whole thing. Now, listen, obviously, the pandemic continues, and I would encourage everyone listening right now to stop by. It's my health in Cumberland. Stop it and see Marie. It's my health in Cumberland. And she is just fantastic. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's my health because it's your health. And you want to stay nice and healthy. Right across from Davenport Restaurant, it's my health in Cumberland. Where they have vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, local products, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products. 
It's my health. You can also pick up a bottle of the incredible Akai Berry. Have you heard about Akai Berry? It's just fantastic. It's this incredible antioxidant. Uh, and you can uh, purchase it at It's My Health in Cumberland. The uh, terrific antioxidant Akai Berry. And it's spelled A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com. Antioxidant. One ounce per day packed with amazing antioxidant. Everything your body needs to feel refreshed, young, free from disease, Akai Berry, and you can purchase it at It's My Health in Cumberland. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. She is so knowledgeable and helpful and terrific. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport's restaurant. Well, right now it's 123. I want to play you... um, Folks, again, you know, Donna Perry was so insightful about the situation with the governor of Michigan and how they envision things. Um, th- this. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing right now there's a petition to impeach Governor Gina Raimondo. Well, I mean, that's that's not going to happen. We don't have an impeachment clause. Not a great night for candidates. Work native Martha McSally lost in Arizona and Amy Kennedy is trailing in New Jersey. That's Patrick Kennedy's wife. So Susan Collins, Sarah Gideon from East Greenwich, she has conceded um, the race to Susan Collins. Trump claims he lost lead in several states due to ballot dumps. And that did happen, by the way. So I'm so glad for Susan Collins. I am. How about Lindsey Graham won? That was a big win. Lindsey Graham won, folks. Huge, huge win. And there was some fireworks last night. I I couldn't believe that Fox called Arizona. I mean, that is just... um, President Trump tweeted out, some are working hard to make up 500,000 vote advantage in Pennsylvania disappear, like Michigan and others. They're finding Biden votes all over the place. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, bad for the country. Um, This is uh, how come every time they count mail-in ballot dumps, they're so devastating, the percentage and power of destruction. Last night it was leading off, and sadly, many key states and almost all dense instances, Democrat running control. Then one by one, they started to disappear. Surprise ballot dumps were counted. Very strange, and the pollsters got it completely historically wrong. Now, Twitter is putting a uh, thing on this. Some of all the content shared in this tweet is disputed, maybe misleading about the election. But I also want to play uh, last night. Fox was really under fire for that Chris Starwalt, how he called uh, election interference. People are calling for him to be fired. The fact that, and he made no sense trying to explain that on uh, television last night. I think I have some of this where he was talking to Brett Beer. Did you see that? Let me play a little bit of this. Uh, that was really unfair to do. The Trump people were understandably irate that Fox, of all people, did this. But and and how this guy, I mean, he's he's certainly not John King. He's not even the guy on MSNBC. Uh, here, I think this we have it. Again, we are tight in North Carolina. Uh, we are tight in Georgia. Pennsylvania is not going to happen tonight. Michigan, you take a look at there uh, where we are tonight. Again, Georgia and Ohio we have not called yet. 
All right. Politics editor Chris Steyerwald joins us now. Here we go. Uh. How can you call Arizona, but we can't call Ohio? Yep. Well, because the races are very different. Uh, Ohio is close. Obviously, we see the president has an advantage, and he's had an advantage in polling in Ohio in the same way that he has in Iowa for the closing stretch of the election. I would point out pre-election polls this cycle have so far turned out to be really really good. And uh, if I were the Trump campaign, I would feel great about Ohio. We're not there yet. Uh, there's just too much vote out, and there's too much uh, potentially heavily Democratic mail vote that may flop in at the end to get too, uh, to get too froggy right now with Ohio. We're going to be careful, cautious, and earnest. All right, but you weren't careful, cautious, and earnest in Arizona. We were, too. Why? Because there's all this day of vote, right? We right. said that each state starts off with the early vote, the mail-in vote, the absentee, the early vote, and that's a skew towards the Democrats, almost six out of ten. But then the, it, we've seen in state after state that the Trump vote comes in on the day of vote that seems to be populating more and more. So why can you say it definitively in Arizona? Well, we were careful, cautious, and earnest. And I'm, we, not, I'm just kidding. And, just... We did, and, we did, and we did look uh, every trap. We looked at every possible way that this could go. And if there were some way that it looked like Donald Trump was going to be able to bring Arizona in, we wouldn't have called it. But the reality is that the margins are too significant. We feel very confident in the call, uh, or otherwise okay. we wouldn't have made it. I'm going to interrupt you. Fox News, the decision desk including Chris Starwalt, can now call the state of Ohio for President Trump. That is 18 electoral votes in the state of Ohio, hard-fought votes. The president needed this. You can't get to the White House. A Republican couldn't without Ohio. He now wins Ohio. So, Chris, there you go. I'm just having you on. We uh, make this result. We get results. And this tells you more of our North-South story tonight, right? Uh, Biden has managed to flip one southern state in Arizona, but the president is still holding open his northern path. If he can bring Georgia and North Carolina in, the pathway remains open as long as none of those gold-colored states in the northern tier come in for Biden. So right now, he is staying alive, uh, and it's narrow, but he is still in it. And Chris, this is the scenario where we, which we've talked about quite a bit, that he has to either, he has to take one of those three. He's got to take either Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Wisconsin. Well, with Arizona gone, if I'm Trump, Pennsylvania takes on supreme importance because it is probably his best chance of those. We haven't called Minnesota yet. We haven't called Wisconsin yet. We haven't called Michigan yet. Uh, Pennsylvania is the state where he seems to be the closest, where he put the most effort in, uh, and he's really got a lot riding uh, on the Keystone State tonight. But, Chris, we haven't called Texas yet. Why haven't we called Texas? Because it's too close to call. Look. Ultimately, the problem for Trump at this time, if you're looking at the map, you're trying to figure out how this goes. The very fact that we cannot call three southern states, three very traditionally Republican states, certainly in the case of Georgia and Texas, the fact that those are too close to call, uh, that is a real dark cloud on the horizon for Trump. On the other hand... The fact that Pennsylvania is still out, the fact that Michigan's still out, the fact that Wisconsin's still out, that's that's the saving grace for him. That's what, what still keeps him in it. All right. Folks, again, that was... Um, Virginia, you're good with Virginia? I, uh, that was last night on Fox. Again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. This portion of the program 
is brought to you by Henry Oil. Now, listen, we do have some mild weather this week, but call, make Henry Oil your oil provider, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery that you can depend on. It's Henry Oil. Now, to recap, right now it's 1.30. I'm going to have more updates uh, at the website, depetro.com. Depetro.com, which is uh, brought to you by is brought to you by Allstate Lock. Residential, commercial, car key, security cameras online at allstatelock.com or call them 401-349-0042. Well, folks, obviously, listen, it's very, it's very distracting to, um, to try to figure out exactly where things stand right now with the election because uh, right now it's so close in Michigan. It is so, so close in Michigan and then also in uh, Pennsylvania. Michigan is very tight, less than a point. The president had uh, a late charge. I thought President Trump, what I also think is just unfair is, I mean, he won election day. He won election day. He got his people out. This whole business of the ballot dump, and they have been doing it, as a matter of fact. They have been doing the ballot dump. Um, and you, you saw it also in, in Rhode Island last night. You saw it with the, the mail ballots, where then they said that Cicilline got 70% of the vote. And then I want to play Howard Kurtz, um, who was basically saying that the presidential election, he called it a debacle for the media. Once again, they were way, way off. And they were, which is how they were predicting. Once again, the pollsters way, way off. Let me see. I like Howard Kurtz on uh, Fox News. The race is much tighter than expected. They didn't plan on that. No one was saying that. And then it, it turns out that that is the case. So um, it was is difficult. I, I don't like. Let me uh, play a little bit of this. So. Here we go. Buzz. Howard, you know, there's always a lot of guesses before an election, but this is one that did not happen last night, and it seems to be reverberating in a difficult way in some corners of the media today. Oh, big time. I mean, uh, no matter who wins this nail-biter, this has been a debacle for the media, which in every possible way pointed to an easy Biden win, endless stories about who would serve in Joe's cabinet, and instead got an acid flashback to 2016. Four years later, journalists are still underestimating Donald Trump. The media said the president was crippled by the pandemic, crippled by the economy, crippled by his weakness with women and suburban voters, and yet he still has a shot at a second term. And at the same time, the media collectively overestimated Joe Biden and perpetuated this fantasy that he was somehow going to win states like Texas and Florida. The media narrative here has been utterly blown up. Howie, you know, at just 30,000 feet, you look at this president and his relationship and not a good one with the media, but one, how wrong the polls were, uh, two, that really there's so much hate for him some channels wouldn't even take his rallies um there were two and a half three years of the russia investigation there was the hunter biden story that wasn't picked up by any media except us and a few a couple others um you know the the disparity there is really something and yet half of the country voted for him 70 million plus on a day in person in the middle of a pandemic 
that disconnect is real. It's real and growing. Yeah, four networks broke away from the president at two in the morning Eastern when he was prematurely declaring victory. I don't have a problem with questioning that, but let, let the president speak. Look, on the polling, the polling industry uh, has just gone through a 21st century Dewey defeats Truman. Second straight botched presidential election really undermines the industry's credibility, but journalists also are addicted to polling. But you make a broader point, Brett, and that's this. Uh, too many journalists live in bubbles in New York and Washington and uh, Los Angeles and don't really even at this late date, understand the heartland, understand that many Trump supporters view him as a cultural warrior against the elites, and that elite includes many of us in the media. When he attacks fake news, they're saying, yeah, they think that, that too many journalists are biased and condescending toward them, and the president very effectively taps into this. Now, look, Joe Biden could still win if the dominoes fall a certain way, but it is obviously going to be a much narrower win, and that is not at all uh, what you would led to expect going into the coverage last night. And let me that's an excellent point. Again, folks, good afternoon at 1.35. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. He, he is exactly right, Howard Kurtz. How about the fact that they did pull away, the media, uh, certain networks pulled away from the President of the United States speaking at 2 in the morning? I mean, that, that is just disgraceful. Um, and then you have, you know, the, the, the sideshow on MSNBC. Hey, I want to remind you. About our friends. Now, folks, we don't know what's going to happen. And you want to make sure that you're safe, your family's safe. Stop it and see my friends at Surplus Provisions on Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, where they have pepper spray, food storage, ammo, body armor. Uh, look for them on Facebook. Bug out bag. Very unique in Rhode Island. Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. MSNBC allows this Joy Reid. I, I found MSNBC almost... I found them impossible to watch, uh, other than I was enjoying that some of them were so upset. They're so nervous. Claire McCaskill was trying to say everyone needs to chill out like she's giving marching orders. But this uh, commentator they have, Joy Reid, the stuff that she's allowed to get away with. Some of the open questions are how far does the country's attorney general, Bill Barr, go as his lawyer? I mean, there are still levers of the government that someone who's, you know, autocratic curious can pull in the service of his political campaign and we know donald trump won't hesitate to pull them up to this moment bill barr hasn't hesitated to be pulled by him so we'll see mm-hmm. well and the supreme court and he, he mentioned the supreme court and was very specific about that he did telegraph as if he can just take the election call it over right announce that there won't be any more voting and that the supreme court will Correct. take over that's and not how it works it's not exactly clear that we can trust amy coney barrett and kavanaugh and these others not to be just like Bill Barr. So I think what scares people is that if he decides to do something that legally makes no sense, and you're right, Mr. Bauer is ready for him, but if somehow they manage to stumble into the Supreme Court, do any of you guys trust Uncle Clarence and Amy Coney Barrett and those guys to actually follow the letter of the law? No. I mean, it is a completely politicized Supreme Court that you can't just trust that they're going to do the right thing. Now, so far, the courts have actually been pretty good. So, We'll see. Brian. Uncle Clarence. How insulting to Clarence Thomas. It's 137. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday, the day after the election. Folks, again, we're going to have more on the website later. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online 
at the website, depetro.com. Um, I, I, I don't understand how she's allowed to get away with that. And I also want to play, you know, some of the coverage. I know everyone likes Fox. I was very disappointed with the coverage of Fox last night. And I thought some of it, especially when it comes to John King and the map, I think he's very good with that. I think it was very, very effective with that. And I, everyone shouldn't get, you know, the media wants to continue this panic that's going on. And folks, you can't fall for it. This is a little bit of a CNN. So this is an interesting key race alert. I'm at the Magic Wall with Phil Mattingly. And this is a race, and forgive me, that doesn't actually matter. Uh, at least not directly. I'm talking about the popular vote. Because of our founding fathers, we don't actually elect our presidents through the popular vote. They set up this electoral college. Where is the popular vote nevertheless, Phil? Right now, popular vote, Joe Biden, over 50%, about 2.6 million votes ahead, 68 million to about 66 million. And I think that's what you're focused on more than anything else. And that's adding those two together with the full knowledge that there is a lot more vote to come in as they finish counting California, as they finish counting New York, as they finish counting your native state of Massachusetts. I don't want to talk about the Red Sox. But this is a lot of vote, right? This is a lot of vote. And I think one of the big questions that, that was coming into the day, coming into yesterday and into today, based on the surge that we saw in early vote, based on the unprecedented early vote numbers, be it vote by mail or in-person vote by mail, would Election Day turnout end up closing the gap and turning this into a turnout election like we haven't seen in a generation, maybe since 1960? We don't have the exact numbers yet. It's going to take some time for it to come in. But the turnout was huge throughout the night. And I think well, it's not... Look, give it time. Give it time. But one thing you can say, if you, when we were going through looking at margins in Florida, looking at margins in Ohio, looking at margins, wherever it ended up on the margins, the turnout county by county by county by county was up two, three, four thousand, some places more. So we'll see how this ends. You might have a better idea of where it is. I've been a little tied into the counties. It's, you know, this is roughly where it was with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton won the vote, but roughly, roughly by that. Um, so we're about what? Yeah, two and a half million, two and a half million, roughly. This will grow. When you get California, New York, and Massachusetts, they don't rush the count there, largely because it doesn't factor into the presidential vote that much. Uh, it will grow. It could get to four million, five million. Doesn't matter in the outcome. I will tell you one way it might matter, Phil, because if somehow Joe Biden squeaks out a victory, and if the margin in the Electoral College is close, you may hear challenges from President Trump to the legitimacy there. It's harder to challenge that legitimacy if it's a narrow electoral college win if Joe Biden is also leading by five or six million in the popular vote. It's a harder case to make. Doesn't mean that Donald Trump won't make it, but it might be a harder case to make. Yeah. No, no, I- now, folks, again, good afternoon at 141. It's John DiPietro. Hey, I want to also remind you about Operation Made. They're located in Warwick. They're celebrating their second birthday this Veterans Day. And you can join them. Their second birthday celebration, Operation Made Gift Shop. Quality products made by those who serve. Mission to empower and also encourage military community through entrepreneurship. Operation Made provides veterans and their families opportunity to share, sell their handcraft, home goods, accessories, uh, photography, woodworking, furniture, home decor, fashion accessories, jewelry, clothing. They're going to have a a big celebration next Wednesday, Veterans Day. Free samples of coffee, chocolate, sweets, all made. Meet some of the different artists. Uh, It's all going to be next week at Operation Made right there, 1060 Tollgate Road in Warwick. So right now, 
where it stands, it's till 227, 227 to 213. And the race is to, to um, the race is obviously to 270. So now this can fluctuate. But right now, if you're getting in the car, I'm going to I'm going to treat you the way that I like to be treated, which is I like to know what's the latest. And I always find myself trying to find different information. So Trump and Biden's past a victory right now. This is where this stands right now. Now, this could change right now. Six states remain to be called Georgia. Michigan. Nevada. North Carolina. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Biden needs to carry at least three to win. President Trump needs four to win. The outcome is almost certain to come down to millions of absentee ballots. Now, again, the the states. President Trump needs to win four. Looks like he could win Georgia. Could win North Carolina. Could win Pennsylvania. He needs either Michigan or Wisconsin. Biden needs to just carry three. Right now, at 143 on this Wednesday, if Biden wins Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, it would certainly seem, or excuse me, if Biden wins Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, then he is the winner. So Biden held narrow leads in Nevada, Wisconsin. Trump has short leads, slim leads in Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan. If President Trump wins those four states, he wins. So the president's most likely road to victory goes through Pennsylvania. If he wins there, he'll have to win three of the other battleground states to get 270. If he doesn't win Pennsylvania, but I think he will, he has to sweep the remaining five. So that's his biggest, the state's biggest city, Philadelphia, folks, that's, that is certainly a problem. And they're, they're counting votes up until Friday. Now, Biden's most likely road to victory goes through Nevada and Wisconsin. Narrow leads there. If Biden wins those states, and then if he just wins either Georgia or Michigan or Pennsylvania, then he could win. So the president was ahead in Michigan, 51 to 47. Officials in Nevada say Biden was ahead 49.3 to 48.7. Holy cow, it's a close election. You know, I also want to um, mention, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. This was great. If you spent the night with election numbers, you felt the momentum. Um. Trump ran away with incredible numbers for most every demographic. We have a broken voting system. That's the actual story. If we can't trust the vote, we're not free. I I don't I, I don't like the, this scenario at all. I don't like it. Um, I don't like the fact that you stood in line and voted yesterday. So many people stood in line, voted. And then we're supposed to believe that all these mail ballots cast whenever from whoever and fraudulent voting that somehow this is deciding the whole thing. I I just, um, 
I don't believe it. I think Donna Perry raised a very good point. Michigan smashes election turnout record. That is um, very, very uh, interesting with that. Just because of who, who controls that state. Who controls that state? So why are Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan taking so long to count? Ugh. I, why is that allowed? I don't, I don't get it. I don't like that at all. And I, I, like I've told you, I don't believe the vote total, the mail ballot situation in, in Rhode Island. I certainly don't. And I just also wonder how many people were, um, well, I'm seeing this. Pawtucket PD. Let me check that out. Pawtucket. Was there uh, something happened in Pawtucket? Let me pull that up. Um, in Massachusetts, a lot of those people, I believe, were voting in New Hampshire because they, they knew that Biden was going to take Massachusetts. So I am understanding right now that there's some kind of a situation in uh, Pawtucket. Pawtucket, uh, let's see. Somebody's got a gunshot wound to the head. Service unseen victim with a, they call it a GSW, gunshot wound to the head. So something is uh, certainly happening right now in real time in Pawtucket. So we'll get more of an update on that. But but going back, it, it's just... Um, I just think it's so unfair. The, the president had all the momentum, and now we're supposed to believe that these people that voted quite some time ago and everyone that was getting all of these mail ballots and President Trump, folks, he did very well in Rhode Island. Again, you're, you're talking about what has to be addressed is, I don't want to be a broken record, but the Providence Pawtucket voting needs to be addressed. And it needs to be addressed in a big way because I, I think it's very I think it's filled with fraudulent votes and fraudulent names. And I think the Board of Elections last night completely, I think they completely dropped the ball. This Pennsylvania situation is so, so unfair. And then the same thing actually in Michigan right now. Of how long and you can vote until Friday. Come on, how long is this supposed to go on? I think also, why is it that the progressives supposedly got all these mail ballots? No one's questioning it. The Board of Elections, Nelly Gobia, I don't believe it. Right now it's 150 on this Wednesday. I I don't believe it. I think President Trump talk about getting the turnout, the get out the vote. It was uh, right on the money. This is uh, Pennsylvania. So as you all know, yesterday was election day. Uh, and election officials are still at work counting the votes. Uh, in fact, uh, a lot of the uh, county election officials work late into the night, uh, and we still have work to do. So I, I want to start by saying thank you to all the staff, the volunteers who work so hard to, to count those votes uh, and are still working hard to count them. Uh, you know, the promise of democracy is that every vote counts. Uh, and that has been the promise of democracy since 1787, and it's still the promise of democracy. And I intend here in Pennsylvania to make sure we keep that promise. 
I said, counties continue to report results. And again, these results are coming in more slowly than they have in the past. So we have to be patient, uh, but confident that these votes are going to be counted. They're going to be counted accurately, uh, and they will be counted fully. Um, the delay that we're seeing is a sign that the system is working. This is a new system. We went into effect with Act 77 last year, uh, and there are three million uh, millions uh, of uh, uh, mail-in ballots uh, that are being counted. And that takes longer than the, the, uh, the, the way we used to do it with the standard in-person voting. So we may not know the results even today, but the most important thing is that we have accurate results. Again, even if that takes a little longer than we're used to. Make no mistake, our democracy is being tested in this election. This is a stress test of the ideals upon which this country was founded. And the basic rule of one person, one vote, that still carries, and it has to carry here. Our democracy has withstood challenges before, and for over 200 years, we have upheld and strengthened our commitment to basic fairness and due process. And I have full faith that we will similarly meet this moment, and I will do everything within my power to ensure that the results are fair and that every vote is counted. Pennsylvania will have a fair election, and that election will be free of outside influences. I will vigorously, and we all will vigorously defend against any attempt to attack that vote in Pennsylvania. And every Pennsylvania, every Pennsylvanian can have confidence in the outcome of this election due to the diligence of the county election officials and the hard work of Secretary Bookvar uh, and her folks at the Pennsylvania Department of State. All right, so that is, the, folks, the situation in Pennsylvania, although I... I don't know. Philadelphia seems um, very, very uncertain with the vote. Right now, it's 152 on this Wednesday. Tomorrow, we will be, uh, I'm going to be broadcasting at where Governor Mundo's having her weekly press briefing. This portion of the program is brought to you by Preferred Towing and Recovery, located in Lincoln, owned by Christine and Mark. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery. Private property towing services. Mark's been doing repossessions for 30 years. Get the job done safely, securely. They also buy older vintage cars from 60s and 70s. So call. they'll give you a fear offer today. Call them 401-725-8500. 401-725-8500 or online at preferredrecovery.com. They're also on uh, Facebook. So right now, it's 152, and we're still at 227. Biden has 227. President Trump has 213. Biden leads in Michigan, Wisconsin. The president leads in Pennsylvania. So it would seem that the president's going to win Georgia. So that's one. It would seem President Trump is going to win North Carolina. That's two. It seems that President Trump is going to win Pennsylvania. That's three. He needs one more. But if Biden wins Nevada and Michigan and Wisconsin, then he's the president. So, you know, one thing I'll say for all of this talk, and I agree with so many of you that the pollsters are wrong and it calls into question. However, you you can't ignore how the polls were showing that Pennsylvania was very, very important. Arizona is the big disappointment. 
Now, whether or not it's tied to John McCain or whether, you know, and they felt that he had insulted him. Early on, I, the past couple of weeks, I had been saying that Arizona to me was the state to watch. Early on, I was saying that if President Trump won Arizona, I thought he was going to get reelected. I, I backed off that in the last week. I should have stayed with that narrative because it was right on the money. If President Trump won Arizona, then he wins Pennsylvania, and then he wins Georgia, North Carolina, and he wins. Biden's ability to flip Arizona can't be underestimated. Nevada is very close. You now see that perhaps President Trump needed to be in Nevada. I would question some of the polling in Nevada and Arizona. President Trump spent a lot of time in Florida. President Trump maybe needed to be in Nevada and Arizona a little more than to be in Florida, where he is winning handily. He did win Texas, but, you know, and you don't know, right? I mean, you don't know. Um, he, had, he did have to defend Texas. He did. He had to defend Ohio. He did. But Arizona, Nevada, if President Trump could have picked off those two states... And then you win Pennsylvania, then you then you win. So, but that's where we are right now. Now, the Senate balance of power is still undecided. And uh, Joe Biden, of course, is having big. But folks, we're still stuck at two twenty seven, two thirteen. I think is it, it is going to go go on for a while. But you know, it, it should go on for a while. Now, right now at one fifty five, I want to tell you someone need, and I don't know who it's going to be. Some elected official if they're brave enough, needs to question the state name change. The state name change won by 24,000 votes, and it was 24,000 mail ballot votes. I'm going to tell you that I don't believe the numbers that have come out for that. I don't. But the problem with it is it's not like someone was running against it. So my point is no, no one, it's not a traditional election. If John Breen says, I want to recount, it's because he's going for mayor. But the, the, the real question is, with the, the state name change, who, who's going to say, I, I just don't believe that that number is accurate. 230 to 206. You know, that, that 230 is always right. That, that's a high number. 230. Governor Armando became governor with, with short, a little shy of 200,000 votes. So... I don't, Mayor Fung got 130,000 votes two years ago. I, I, I don't believe these vote totals in, in the place that I don't believe them in is Providence. Um, looking at some of the different districts, for instance, Cumberland um, rejected the state name change. 50% close, less than 200 votes, but Cumberland voted to reject it. How did Woonsocket vote on the state name change, getting rid of the Providence plantation? Um, Woonsocket supposedly approved it very close again, less than 200 votes, if we're to believe this. How did Smithfield vote on the state name change? Hometown of Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. They rejected it 58 to 41. 
most communities rejected it, whether it was, as I said, uh, North Smithfield. How did they vote? State name change. They voted to reject it, 57 to 42. Cicilline, by the way, only got 55% of the vote in North Smithfield. But Providence, of course, where I believe, I'm telling you right now at 158, they bury a lot of mail ballots in Providence. 35,000 votes said change the state name compared to basically 10,000. Providence was the difference. 24,000 votes. 24,000 votes. 35,000. They're saying that 35,000 votes in Providence to change the, the, the state name. And I just have a tough time in, uh, in believing that. But like I said, who's going to say I want a recount on the state name change? No one, unless you want a mob at your front door, an angry mob. Now, folks, here's what's going to happen. Again, good afternoon on this Wednesday. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Coming up, we'll have the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. I'm sure we'll uh, highlight more of election results. Now, I'm back tomorrow at 11. We'll continue to watch the presidential election. And then new restrictions are coming in with the pandemic tomorrow. New restrictions Department of Health is saying 24 days you now have to quarantine. So I'll be live with Governor Mundo tomorrow. It's John DePietro. Listen, enjoy this Wednesday. If you have a question for me or you want to get in touch with me, go to the website, DePietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. So of the 2 o'clock news, then the John Deon program, I'm back tomorrow. 13.